a calm, beautiful podcast. We speak about the light, hold back truths to spare your feelings. We never rock the boat. No unfiltered opinions here. Ah, no. You're listening to Unfiltered. Unfiltered. If it's politics, tech, entertainment, global headlines, and everything in between, we shoot you straight through the eyes with the truth. Streaming to six continents from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and West Hollywood, California. Sponsored by the Stutzman Group. We're real. We're raw. We are unfiltered. This is Bobby and Luke. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. It is Wednesday, February 24th. And Luke, although the state of California has its issues with COVID, they are on the cutting edge of net neutrality. Yeah, baby. Big judgment come came down the pipe today. And uh, California, we passed a net neutrality law last year. And uh, the federal courts have now uh, held it up. It did not hurt that the Biden administration immediately re- reversed course on, on said uh, topic uh, when, when Joe took office. Trump's uh, Trump's uh, Justice Department, unshockingly, was uh, in support of big telecom and therefore uh, was fighting against net neutrality. Uh, Biden's Justice Department simply said, we're not going to pursue that any longer. Uh, and the federal judge today, uh, not just in their, ju- well, I don't, I think the judgment came down yesterday. It just, it said, I cannot in good conscience say that a state cannot uh, deregulate something that is not regulated to begin with, something something along those lines. And so that cleared the way for net neutrality to go into effect here in California. What the hell that means, you'll have to uh, explain to everyone, Bobby, because I still, as we were discussing pre-record, it's still a head-scratcher for me. (laughs) So let me read just a quick few sentences, and then I'll kind of apply it to everyday use of the internet. So network neutrality, most commonly known as net neutrality, is the principle that internet service providers must treat all internet communications equally and Mm -hmm. not discriminate or charge differently based on user, content, website, platform, or application. So Mm -hmm. now let me explain that. So in other countries that do not have net neutrality in place, they can essentially put together all these various packages based on what you want to do with the internet, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody nobody owns the internet, so the ISPs are providing access. So Mm -hmm. for them to make a, a shit ton of money, what they're doing it's a you know okay so this first package here luke you go to a a a website like smartnet over in the eu they've got messaging packages that includes like whatsapp and um uh let's see here uh various messaging apps and then the next one is social and then the next one is video and then the next one is music So if you want to use Spotify, say you want to use Spotify from the music category and you want to use um, WhatsApp from the messaging category and Mm. you access Facebook a lot, instead of paying one price for everything, you've got to pay three three prices combined to have those access to those apps in order to work on your devices. Net neutrality says, nope. Open and free internet means one price, total access. There's no throttling. There's 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 no data caps, and obviously the ISPs don't like that. So when the Trump administration and the FCC did away with net neutrality during his administration, 
that allowed the ISPs to make a shit ton of money on overages, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if say say we're gamers, right? There's yeah. three, there's three hundred and thirty. What there's no 200, 200 million gamers in the United States, and and say you're using three terabytes of data a month, mm-hmm. then all, then all of a sudden Comcast says, <clears throat> well for that you know for that same plan, you're only going to get a terabyte. Everything else is going to be overage unless you pay for unlimited which is you know basically double the price so it allows the isps to make a ton of money and obviously they can't dictate the throttling and the caps and which applications you access or don't access so net neutrality is a wonderful thing for consumers and so i'm very very happy to see that California, you know, I was really questioning how the federal was going to get involved for for state legislation anyway. Yeah. But, but the fact that we had a federal judge that said, yep, this is totally legal, I think is going to open up all the other states to to do the same thing. So kudos to California. Well, real quick to play devil's advocate, I've got uh, the America's Communications Association. That, they, they always make their lobbying firms sound so lovely. But anyway, basically, <laughs> Big Telecom says a state-by-state approach to internet regulation will confuse customers and deter innovation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, what say you to that? I say I agree if it's state-to-state and it's different. So if some states say, well, we're going to have only a few requirements and not others, I, I agree with that. I think that every state and the government's CIOs and CTOs, I think, have, have already gotten together multiple times. They kind of have their own coalition, so they know exactly what's right and what's wrong. And obviously, the ISPs are going to be pushing back and you know all that. But at the end of the day, an open and free internet is what's best for everybody. And ISPs are still going to make their money. They're just not going to double, triple, and quadruple dip on the revenue streams. So then, of course, you know, uh, America's Communications Association, uh, of course, because that, that side of the ideological spectrum always tries to play the good guy. They say that net neutrality will deter efforts to create broadband access for all, meaning that net neutrality, they're, they're implying here that net neutrality would decrease incentives for ISPs to uh, make uh, access more affordable or even free for uh, uh, communities of a lower socioeconomic status. Uh, what, what, what's that jazz all about? That is, again, bullshit. So the government actually has a program in place for small business, public schools, libraries, and it's called E-Rate, right? Mm -hmm. So you can go on the internet, you can check out E-Rate. It's supposed to give schools and education and, and, and different entities huge discounts on access. But here is what really happens. Mm -hmm. Once, say, a school district, um, say, in California, puts in Mm -hmm. an RFP for fiber, right? They want a 10-gig network, all the construction and everything to go with it. What happens is the majority of the time, the ISPs jack up the price because they know that, say, this school district qualifies for a 40% um, reduction in costs. So what they'll do is they'll jack up the retail price. And so the ISP really isn't providing a discount. They're showing it as a discount, but because everybody kind of came together years ago and now plays by the same rules, Mm -hmm. because I've had, I've provided RFPs and I've submitted a ton of stuff for Mm E-rate. And I've had clients that obviously don't qualify, whether they're, a retail location or fast food or hospitality. And I know what the going rate is pretty much across the country for say a 10 gig circuit. And then I see that the prices have been jacked up 
um, or I'll call, you know, the school district uh, team who who decides on who won what. And I said, okay, what was the price given? And they were jacked up 60%, showing a 40%. So they were actually making an extra 20%. So hmm. it's 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 a game that's been played. So these guys that say, well, we're not going to be able to expand, the government pays for that expansion anyway, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like Comcast, for example, here in Colorado. It's not like they're out any business because they're not going to, you know, unless there's a need, they're not going to do all the boring and the trenching and all the construction mm -hmm. unless there is a PO behind it. So they're not mm -hmm. out anything. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Well, and, you know, on 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 uh, uh, potentially good news, uh, you know, the FCC does have an opportunity to uh, chime in here, uh, not yeah. necessarily for California. What's done is done here, but for national regulations, because as it sits, uh, the board at the FCC that makes these decisions uh, is deadlocked at two Democrats and two Republicans. Uh, the Democrats for net neutrality, the Republicans on the side of big telecom, shocker there. Um, so the Biden administration has the opportunity to nominate a fifth uh, regulator. Uh, and as long as that person gets uh, through Senate confirmation, uh, potentially the FCC could change, uh, you know, their actions when they, you know, last year rolled back or was it last year or two years ago but rolled back net neutrality mm -hmm. uh so i would say that sounds like good news but uh biden seems to be having a little bit of a problem getting his nominees through right now so you know we'll, we'll see we'll see what the future of the fcc looks like uh but it could uh you know roll out in our favor sure and you know and it should you know, depending on, you know, how quickly, you know, I think if we see the states adopting their own and, you know, basically copying California, right? Mm -hmm. A mm -hmm. lot of the trends start on the West Coast, right? Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of states could be adopting in the next, you know, four to six weeks. We could see 10, 15 states. And then maybe this summer we've got 30 states or it could be a sweeping you know, hey, let's copy paste. This makes this doesn't make sense for, say, Utah, but pretty much every state is in line with what is expected from net, net neutrality. So, you know, you heard during the pandemic, right? It was mm -hmm. really, really transparent just how underbuilt a lot of the isp networks were right correct correct they've been, they've been overselling circuits for years yeah right? so if you you know basically what i say about overselling circuit say say on a one gig circuit we've got 10 customers with 100 megs right mm -hmm. well they know that those 10 customers are not going to be using the 100 megs 24 7. So they'll oversell it two, three, sometimes four or five times, which is why on a hundred meg circuit during peak times, you're getting like 25 megs. Got it. And then what happens is people complain and say, Hey, I'm paying for a hundred megs. Why am I not getting a hundred megs? <laughs> right. Right. Well, when you look at, at cable at service level agreements or what's known as SLAs, Mm -hmm. Every single internet service provider across the country that provides cable guarantees one meg per second in the service level agreement. 99% of people don't know that. They don't read the agreement. They simply sign, get it installed. Right, and right. When everybody in their neighborhood is watching the Super Bowl and you're streaming it from YouTube TV, well, I did, I did a speed test on my phone and I'm only getting 12 megs out of the 100. Well, you can't sue the cable company because they're only guaranteeing you one meg. But the reason why they all, all write it like that is because they all oversell. Ah, got it. Got yep. it. 
So we've got all sorts of IT things, well, all sorts of internet-based things going on in the world now. We've got some chaos over there at the old Google machine, and uh, <laughs> Facebook uh, seems to be, uh, you know, making making uh, having their way with Australia. Right. Um, you know, so much more to talk about when it comes to tech. And then, of course, uh, as I gave a wink and a nod to, we've got all sorts of shenanigans going on in Congress right now from everything and uh, from everything to, I mean, you know, Joe's nominees in uh, in the Senate to, um, you know, trying to sort out what the hell actually happened on January 6th. And shocker of shockers, uh, so many members of the GOP already uh, having some uh Oh, shall we say revisionist history going on? Yeah, amnesia. I don't. Yeah. I don't recall that happening. Yeah, right? just just like they did for uh, five plus years of Trump. Uh, oh, I haven't seen that tweet. Uh, I, I'm not. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I think even uh, uh, Tommy T. Tommy Tuberville down there in Alabama even even implied that the bad weather in Alabama made it uh, too hard for him to yes. keep up with uh, what's going on. My yep. goodness. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> we got tons to talk about on the other side. Let's do it. Taking up the mouse, we do the mouse stop. Got a wretched in my coat, got a girl doing coke We drink up and we smoke, but she always do the most It kinda turned me on the way she licking on my stones My chains on and a freeze, it look like I made a clone Wanna see you get more sassy, if you bring out better emotions She caught me a god, the way I floated in her ocean When I floated, I gave her a dose of, she was already hooked if you always there for me, that's a really good look I'm changing up your salary, cause I'm getting to know you Tell me your availability, I want all of you If it's like that, then it's like that Got you lighting up like lightning I swear you don't get feisty A little future and Lil Uzi Vert Some drinking and smoking Smooth, smooth Now I of course was uh, hoping for a little Bobby Shmurda to uh, celebrate his release from the popo, right? Right. <laughs> and apparently, the reignition or reign reignition, yeah, of his feud with uh, Takashi Six Nine, who also himself uh, not so long ago got out of prison. So, right. Ah, my goodness, my you know, goodness. It seems like Takashi, you know, other than being a close collaborator, uh, you know, with a select few, it seems like he's just feuding with everybody all the time. Yeah, that's it. That sounds like that's his MO. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, that uh, also seems to be the MO of uh, the head of a uh, company that we all, whether we like it or not, uh, partake in, and that being Facebook. And now we had a friend online saying that. Uh, you know, Zuck acts the way he acts. That's what happens when somebody becomes a billionaire uh, before they actually do anything. Now, I would debate. I, I think Zuck did something. Obviously, Facebook is is a part of everybody's lives. But uh, Australia seems like they bent. So uh, last time we talked about, uh, you know, uh, uh, Australia passing these laws. Uh, to make uh, uh, Facebook and Google uh, pay for posting content from uh, news companies. It was billed as the Zuckerberg versus Rupert Murdoch uh, case, and it was meant to be uh, a test for the rest of the world. Yep. And now we see, so, so, if I so if I recall this correctly, Facebook went ahead and said, F you and took yep. down all their news content uh, in Australia. And if you tried to get news content from Australia in Facebook, anywhere in the world, it was not available to you. And now it sounds like there's been a change to that. So what, yeah. what the hell happened down under, Bobby? Yeah, so Facebook flexed their fucking muscle mm -hmm. and let people understand just how powerful they are, right? 
Yeah. But we yeah. can bitch and complain about what Facebook does with people's data, how they were selling it and how it's swaying elections since 2014, 2015. But at the end of the day, these companies needed to remember just who Facebook was, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so Australia said, you know what, Mark and team over there at Facebook and Palo Alto, we're going to, you're going to start paying for people that like us, not, not just the media companies, but users, when, when users were posting news, news articles, Facebook was going to have to pay, right? They mm -hmm. never said mm -hmm. how much, but obviously billions of posts every day, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was going to add up really quick. And Mark Zuckerberg and Sheryl Sandberg said, you know what? Fuck you guys. Yeah, they, they took everything off. And obviously, if you know, if people understood the traffic, SEO, uh, targeted ads, what that means to brands, these mm -hmm. media companies mm -hmm. quickly realized that they don't call the shots. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So do we do we think that that will now be, you know, as as was expected, will be the blueprint other countries follow going forward now? I think it could be. Uh, but as you stated, because Facebook Flex called their bluff, Australia mm -hmm. has now amended amended requirements giving really you know giving facebook time to make these agreements with these media companies yeah. but i think at the end of the day i think what they're going to do is just provide you know additional ads targeted ads and really no expense out of facebook's pocket it's not going to mm -hmm. be you know deducted from any line item on on any p l statement by any stretch so I think there's going to be other states to try it, um, but I think once you know Facebook does the same thing, then all of a sudden my news isn't getting out to the masses. Mm -hmm. It's hurting business, right? So yeah. especially in the media, newspapers are really non-existent. There's only a handful left, so everybody depends on Facebook and Twitter oh, sure. and yeah. Google and. You know, and everybody desires and wants, and and if you don't know SEO worth a shit, you pay a lot of money to appear in the first page of those Google search results, right? Yeah, yes, you and do. If if your shit isn't being posted, it's not capturing all the SEO activity, and you're gonna keep dropping, 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 dropping. So it's gonna yeah. be very interesting to see how you know where is a happy medium right sure uh, you know and I, and I think that has not been determined but going completely facebook is gonna pay that's not gonna happen got it got it and so obviously then this opens the door for google to uh renegotiate because they had if i if i am recalling correctly they went ahead and said okay australia will play by your rules and actually worked out some payment terms uh, correct? right right and that was just to appease i think it i think it scared i think it scared google right mm -hmm. so you know, Facebook, not so much, you know, which it should be the other way around, because really for every revenue dollar that Facebook generates, Google generates three to four. Right. Okay. Okay. So, you know, but 98% of Facebook's revenue is ad revenue globally. Mm -hmm. So this yeah. was a huge gamble for them and it paid off. Well, good for them. So, in other uh, tech news, uh, what the hell is going on at Google? You know, so first of all, uh, <laughs> give us a little, you know, so we got AI, right? right. Artificial intelligence. And mm -hmm. uh, at, at Google, they have this, uh, you know, a, a ethical AI, right, is, right. The, is the division. Mm -hmm. And in the past, uh, what, week or so, they have now gotten rid of, uh, the both of the leaders of that uh, of that division, mm -hmm. um, you know. So I'm just curious what what's going on over there, Bobby. 
Well, you know, it's interesting, you know, vast majority of people will say that this is just for, for optics, right? Yeah. So yeah. Google, you know, Google has been a part of lawsuits for, for a number of years. And part of the negotiations of those lawsuits was, you know, on the, you know, outside of Google and the tech on the government side, there's so many people that are involved with putting in legislation or filing lawsuits that don't really understand. And some of them have a zero understanding of AI, how it's utilized, how it's good, how it's bad. So Google, you know, several years ago created this ethical AI leadership team. And then okay. all of a sudden Sundar, the CEO of Google takes over. And then within a year, there's all these employee relations issues. Mm -hmm. now, Sundar is an engineer himself. A lot of people questions, you know, putting an engineer in a leadership position like a CEO, mm -hmm. but Google decided to do that. And then there's been really employee relations issues. Google's organizing, you know, certain divisions of the company and trying to get organized and some have organized. So they have fired pretty much everybody. And it, it came about because they were being public about what they were actually doing, what they were investigating, because this ethical AI leadership team was supposed to be keeping not just Google, but really all AI companies, you know, l legit, right? Right, right. They would basically blow the whistle if, if so-and-so company was utilizing artificial intelligence in an illegal manner or it was selling data to the wrong country. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I think this, this speaks volumes to, I think the culture, but this is just going to add more microscope from the government on Google itself. So it's sure. going to be very sure. interesting to see what other lawsuits come and the people that have been fired right they're talking with various government agencies and i think they may divulge a lot of information that may end up splitting up google at some point you mm -hmm. know I think artificial mm -hmm. intelligence is just other other entities of the business that you know various government agencies have been investigating yeah but you know ai is 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 the now and the future and right this could really disrupt, uh, you know, Google's future plans. Yeah. And I mean, AI, such powerful, powerful technology uh, used ethically can can really be, you know, yeah, like you said, the, the face of the future. But yeah. there are so many, I mean, I got to be honest with you for, for, as a member of the uninitiated, <laughs> I uh, I can think about uh, of about a million ways that you could use AI uh, unethically. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, its ethic ethical uses, you know, there are they're there, you know. Uh, so how, how are, I mean, governments are going to have to get involved at some point, right? This can't be unregulated. Yeah. Right? They should have been involved 10 years ago. They're so far behind. And there's so much replication. I mean, there are companies right now where you could sign up and the algorithms have already been developed. They're turnkey solutions and you could do all kinds of shit for little to next to no money. Mm. And so mm -hmm. they should have been involved years ago, just like with Facebook. Yeah. You know, people are, are, are acting like today that they're shocked that people's data is being mind tracked sliced oh, and diced yeah and it's just it just blows my fucking mind it really does yeah, yeah. so so if i you know the, the psa people b b b b b b psa so if i'm the everyday average user um you know what what can i do to protect myself what what are some what are some, you know, tangible ways that I can be safer when myself or a family member is, is online? 
Well, there's several things with, uh, you know, but you, with if you've got a smartphone, you're very limited, right? Right. Yeah. You, you can use VPNs um, to you kind can do of, that on a, a smartphone. Yeah. Yeah. You can get VPN service on your phone. You can use encrypted messaging apps. Um, but the vast majority of everybody uses the, you know, the Chrome browser. They're using Google apps. They're using right. Apple's, you know, messaging platform. And unless you get off the digital network altogether, mm -hmm. your, your data is being collected. I mean, there's people that have yeah. very few apps on their phone, but those apps are scanning your messages. They're mm -hmm. potentially recording your phone calls, scanning your text messages and you know, you don't even need to give the apps anymore, you know, like the permission, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm constantly shutting down Facebook and various apps on my phone because I get sick of all the notifications. But yet if you go in and say, okay, I don't want you to have access to my camera. I don't want you to have access to this or that. Well, mm -hmm. then when that app mm -hmm. updates, you go back in and check your settings and they have access to your, your, uh, camera they have access yeah, to your yeah. microphone so <laughs> when you're talking with your significant other say you're talking about getting a vehicle a specific mm -hmm. vehicle mm -hmm. and then you get on chrome and all of a sudden ads are popping up for that vehicle you go into facebook and those ads are popping up that's how they're popping up yeah so there's there's a lot less you can do today other than getting a non-digital smartphone <laughs> like 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 a burner phone if you were a part of the cartel right right yeah that's, yeah that's good old, that's, good old fashioned flip phone right right <laughs> you know other than that once you activate that phone i mean you're on the radar period right you know right. you have google maps open and i won't even have used maps for two weeks and then all of a sudden I drove to pick up some food and mm -hmm. then I'm getting a question about how was the food at so-and-so. Right. So you're right. constantly being, being tracked. That's just, Jeez. that's how simple it is. Well, to, 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 you know, I, you know, I guess as they would say, it is what it is. And you know, you know what the other thing that is what it is uh, right now we're having hearings about what, fuck happened on uh, January 6th yep. and unironically Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley are participating and somewhat surprisingly they 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 were not even the crazier uh or the craziest rather of the questioners when Ron Johnson of Wisconsin Dude, starts literally fucking quoting <laughs> debunked conspiracy theories in a, a Senate hearing, I, I mean, what the love of God, uh, are, are, you know, what, what are we doing? You know, when you've got a sitting U.S. Senator uh, literally still trying to say that it was uh, Antifa provocateurs yeah. that really were, you know, at the basis of this. How in the world are we going to have a truly bipartisan commission which needs to happen when the the basic obvious fact i.e who the the perpetrators of this incident were mm -hmm. cannot be ag agreed upon i, I mean right. you, you've you've got you've got but josh holly trying to blame nancy pelosi like yeah. I, I just you know T ted cruz you know with his uh beautiful uh uh, Cancun Tan is sitting there asking, you know, how, how can we be be sure who these people really were? Right. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't know how to even, you know, I, for, I, I very infrequently am at a last loss for words, but, <laughs> but, but this is one of those moments, Bobby. I, I just, I cannot, I don't understand how the, these men you know look themselves in the mirror at night and are, are okay with what what they're what they're perpetrating it, it, it's like the the crime just keeps going 
Well, and I saw I saw a snippet of Ron Johnson on Tucker Carlson last oh week or the week before. Yeah. Stating that if you watch the video, it was the Capitol Police that instigated everything. I mean, what that was the... his that was his defense was that it was the Capitol Police, Biden's Capitol Police, and it's like Biden wasn't even president yet. He wasn't even president yet. I I just, I don't fucking, oh man, I I don't understand. And that, and you know, that Republicans, you know, be Republicans. Um, In the meantime, speaking of the Senate, you've got Joe fucking Manchin, Democrat of West Virginia, saying that he cannot in good conscience back Neera Tandon's, nomination to be the head of the 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 budget uh the cbo uh because of some mean tweets yeah uh, i i, what, years I just, ago, right a few years ago or something yeah yeah, yeah. you know it, it was a while back it was you know and then during the you know and she wasn't even she wasn't even biased she had some pretty bad things to say about bernie sanders as well you know right. and i just hate the precedent that it sets basically saying that if you ever want to uh you know if you ever want to to move forward to to climb the ranks in dc you better never say anything questionable uh online uh because that is an automatic disqualification like well what joe Joe manchin has been pissed off at joe biden and kamala harris since they aired those ads in his state without his knowledge right so how far is he going to take this right he's hurting his party he's hurting the people and and the mean tweets is is ridiculous that that is a ridiculous reason not to nominate somebody and and mind you some of these tweets in in question basically she said that ted cruz is uh you know, basically has the moral turpitude of a vampire, which <laughs> ag- agreed, correct. She said that Susan Qual- Collins is quote unquote, the worst. Again, correct. Uh, b- the Bernie stuff was essentially, you know, she, she's a, she's a economy wonk and the, the Bernie stuff was essentially uh, fighting against, against, those kind of things, you know, like not ever, oh, I don't know, calling people horrible names, you know, right. insulting their wife or father, Ted Cruz, you know, right. just the most benign things that you could ever say. And and here she is on the cusp of, because you've even got fucking Mitt Romney and the aforementioned Susan Collins saying that they can't uh, back this nominee uh, because of the, uh, the 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 bipartisan uh, you know statement that it sends. I, I just, yeah. I just, I mean, I remember a day when presidents basically got their nominees. You know, no, well, some questions asked. You know, and that was just that because it's they're the president they have the right to have the team that they want in place and it's just you know the bullshit is just i could smell it from here and it's coming from his own party i I just it's just just a, a real gut punch and then you know speaking of you know problems from his own party you know, we're still trying to get this COVID relief bill passed and through. Uh, we're still waiting on the Senate parliamentarian to say if the $15 minimum wage uh, can can go in the bill or not. And Joe Manchin has already come out and said that he doesn't agree, not on procedural grounds, but because he thinks $15 an hour is too high and he would be more on board with something more like uh, $11 an hour. Mm-hmm. And I and I want to point out here that this doesn't mean if this passes, it doesn't mean that the federal 
uh, minimum wage changes to fifteen dollars tomorrow. It would be a small, you know, a gradual increase. I think it goes to ten fifty immediately, and then gradually over the next th two years, uh, not till the end of twenty twenty three, would it get all the way up to fifteen dollars an hour. And I say all the way up, very ironically, because it, even fifteen dollars an hour, I I say is not a livable wage. You right. know. And right. I just can't believe that we are, you know, in the time that it took the Big Mac to go from a dollar sixty to whatever ridiculous amount it is now, like three seventy nine or whatever the case may be, uh, the federal minimum wage has never moved, has right. never changed. And people say, oh, it's because it's a state's right issue. States have the right. The minimum wage should be higher depending on the state. And I'm like, you're correct. But $15 an hour seems like the freaking sub-basement as a starting point. And, you know, for people to still be hedging about that number, I just, you know, and you got Kirsten Cinema also saying she's not sure, but she's more of a procedural kind of thing. Uh, but then what really pisses me off is that you've got fucking members of the GOP that were in support of, you know, larger checks and larger relief packages when uh, Trump was president, but now that Biden's president, they oppose them all of a sudden because now they're suddenly concerned about uh, the budget. Fiscal responsibility. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You know, not even two months ago or three months ago when Trump was floating the $2,000 checks to everyone members of the GOP were more than happy to be on board with it. Now when Joe wants to do it, oh, now there's an issue. It, it's just the most obvious fucking partisanship that that you can possibly see. And I, I just don't get how people are so snowed by this. Like, you don't have to be a, a, a political policy expert to, to see just the blatant blatant hypocrisy at play here right uh, and everybody you know. wants schools open but it's gonna yep. cost money it mm -hmm. costs a lot of money that states don't have right right the the school districts don't have so they need that money in order to open safely and yeah. here they're saying the two or three trillion dollar tax cut that trump passed was a good thing but no mm -hmm. The states are on their own for for COVID relief, which is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you've got Josh fucking Holly being interviewed by a, a reporter saying that uh, you know it's just too much, too fast. Not to mention the bullshit that he's been spouting about how uh, it's absolutely it's disgraceful for you to imply that I had any role in inciting the January sixth uh, uh, insurrection. Right. I mean, th these guys are just. I mean, God bless you, Nero Tandon. Simply saying they're the worst is wow. I I, I certainly would have gone a lot further. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, Luke, on 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 several of these pods, we've said fuck Ted Cruz and fuck Josh Hawley. I think we need to add fuck Ron Johnson as well. Oh yeah. People of Wisconsin, I beg of you. And we've got friends from high school that live in Wisconsin now. Like, come on. Absolutely. Come on. Organize. Get it together. Get this jack, this fucking jackass out of there. Because right. it, it's, it's, these people are dangerous because they know. I mean, they've got to know that they're just spouting. And then when asked in an interview today if he regretted, uh, quoting known debunked conspiracy theories in a Senate hearing, uh, Ron Johnson said, no, not at all, that he he was happy to bring those uh, quote-unquote facts to light for those that did not know them. I, I just, oh, man, talk where's about our, a hot, hot ball in your chest. Yeah, where's our government going with getting away with the lies, the betrayal, the conspiracy theories that is just complete bullshit yeah you know these guys spout it and they repeat it and they say it you know and everybody says well they're doing it because they they want political capital with trump's base right. well they're just hurting their own party now and into the future yeah
And two things on that. First of all, I once again have to applaud uh, Liz Cheney for sticking to her guns, you know, when asked uh, if if she thought it was a good idea for Trump to speak at CPAC uh, this weekend. You know, of course, you've got jackhole fucking uh, Kevin McCarthy saying, yep, yep, that's fine. Ugh, God. Uh, but then Liz Cheney, you know, doubled down and said, nope, he, he, you know, first of all, that's CPAC's decision to make. Okay, fine. Very political. But then she doubled down and said that, you know, he has no part in uh, what she feels should be the future of uh, the United States or the GOP. So, you know, thank you, Liz Cheney, for, you know, I, I, I dislike her for a lot of other reasons, but at least on this one, she's sticking <laughs> sticking to her guns. Uh, and I think that's great. And then I also want to bring up, you know, so you've got the GOP behaving the way that they're behaving, right? They they literally in lightning speed went from, you know, for those that were brave enough, I uh, McCarthy, you know, uh, Lindsey Graham, you know, making impassioned speeches oh, oh, yeah, on the six. Yeah, we got to say fuck you to Lindsey Graham as well. Yeah, fuck him. Oh, fuck you, Lady G, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> um you know, obviously, I have no problem with anybody being gay, but uh, not when you fucking behave the way that you behave there, uh, Lady G. But anyway, meanwhile, in on the Democratic side of the party, you know, it's pretty much a, a, a done deal that um, Andrew Cuomo has behaved badly. He fudged the numbers. Yeah. He brought pressure to bear on anybody that tried to call him out for it. Um you know, that's it. And basically the the lie was that the manner in which he was fudging the numbers is that if an elderly person was taken from a, a, an elder care facility and brought to a hospital and then later died in said hospital, they were attributing those numbers to hospital deaths. They weren't attributing those numbers to nursing home deaths, which that's a bad thing, okay? And he, he acted badly, he made, you know, tough phone calls you know anybody that's worked with uh andrew cuomo uh that heard news of him saying you know you're either gonna make this statement or i'm gonna ruin you said yeah that that's him he's a dick that's a it's a known thing uh and you've got letitia james the the letitia adams excuse me the the attorney general of new york of new york a democrat calling him up on uh, calling him on his shit and launching right. an, an investigation into his shit. That's Dem on Dem. There's no cover up. There's no trying to deny it. That's a Democrat saying, yeah, he did. We're alleging that he did this. It's a bad thing. And we're going to investigate it fully and there will be accountability. I mean, that, that, that right. would never happen in the GOP. No. They just don't, hold each other accountable. And if they won't hold each other accountable, please people, the voters have to hold them accountable. And that's the only way that things are ever going to change for the GOP, you know, and I, you know, I, I hate the turtle man. I mean, well, you know, hate's a tough <laughs> word, but you know, Mitch McConnell, anybody that's listened to this pod, know full good and well, my feelings on that turd of a human being. Right. Uh, but, he too has stuck to it and, and essentially said, you know, Trump's got to go. He doesn't have a place in our party moving forward. And if, you know, the party refuses to let him go, we're going to continue to lose and continue to lose badly. And I said, I agree with you full on, Mitch. Let there be Trump so we can continue to to bury those motherfuckers. Right, but what's been disappointing, right? So hearing the Cuomo news was very disappointing. You know, I thought out of, you know, when the pandemic first started, I thought the three studs of the pandemic was Cuomo, uh, the Colorado governor here, and then Governor Newsom there in California. Yeah. yeah. But then as, as time went on, right? Yeah. Then there's issues with Newsom doing X. And now we're finding yeah. out that Cuomo, yeah. for the most part, since the beginning, has been fudging numbers. Right. And as disappointing as, as it is, obviously, yeah. we want to know how bad is it? 
-hmm. We want to know when did it start? We want to know who he gave the direction to, who was involved. Because I can tell you, Luke, yeah, we were in the conversation for contact and trace for for New York State. Okay, okay. We we were at the table, we were negotiating X, and then all of a sudden, now this makes sense. Now it makes yeah. sense, and I won't insinuate any more than I already know, okay. but it's going to be very interesting to see when this started and how bad it really is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, he's already in his second term, so he wasn't running again. Uh, I don't think he honestly was ever, at least it had never crossed my mind that he was ever a presidential contender. So, you know, what this means for his future, I don't know. But, uh, you know, at least we've got light shed on the situation and, uh, you know, we, we can we can let the, the truth come out because that's what we do right. as Democrats. We let right. the truth come out, you know, what, what, whatever it makes us look like, whatever, you know, the end result is, so be it. But the truth will out and that's the way it should be versus fucking GOP who just like I said they're just so buried in this revisionist history of you know and now you've got Ron fucking DeSantis of Florida mm-hmm. floating a potential presidential bid for for 2024 sure. like are you, are you fucking kidding me I think that's what 35 nominees that they're going to have so far Oh yeah Oh yeah. You know? if, you, if you thought the the beginning of the Democratic primary was wild oh, <laughs> Hold your beer, folks, because right. it's going to get. <laughs> right. It's going to be a bumpy fucking ride. It's going to be a bumpy fucking ride. You so, know, as as loose with the truth as they are, it, it's going to be awesome to see just how how many fireworks and how much just bullshit lies about one another is 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 being thrown across the room and, and, and all that because they don't give a shit what they say or how they say it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those, 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 those early debates are going to be fucking fire, man. I am pop. I'm popping the popcorn already. Cause that is going to be some good must see TV. Right? <laughs> Cause they oh. are going to get nasty with each other. And there is no doubt in my mind <laughs> that it's going to be uh, an interesting sight to behold. So, yeah. So what, what careers will be ruined from those debates for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's going to be messy, messy AF. So, so you know, speaking of of COVID, you know, we were talking a little bit pre pre record about uh, the shit show that is uh, the vaccine distribution here in California. It continues yeah. to be just nightmarish. Uh, but uh, you know, on on another hand, I, I was reading an article this morning about uh, you know the future and what this is going to look like and you know covid uh for all practical purposes is it's it's here to stay you know it's going to be something that we have to deal with you know moving forward mm-hmm. and what will that look like here in the united states i think we've all been in pretty much agreement that normal quote unquote normal is not ever going to look like what it looked like pre-COVID, you know, this is, or at least it shouldn't, uh, in my humble, my (laughs) humble opinion. Uh, You know, it it sounds like it will much like the flu, which, you know, continues to kill thousands every year. It it will be something that we deal with. But the question is, will people, you know, we we talked in previous pods about, you know, the the flu numbers this year have been fucking fantastic. You know, lowest numbers that we've seen in a very, very long time. Why? Because the steps that we're taking to prevent COVID are also preventing the flu. Right. So going forward, I don't know. Let me be so brave as to say, you know, if that means that during flu flu and cold season, you wear a mask when you go to the grocery store or you fly or you go to a game or something. I don't know. So be it. I mean, what do you think, Bobby? Yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, obviously we've got, you know, a, a, a chunk of society that 
continues not to wear masks, but mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. you know, personally, um, I foresee, you know, I ordered another 500 masks a few weeks ago. So yeah. I don't anticipate not wearing a mask for a very long time, you know, especially when you're sick, right? It's not going to be uncommon to see well, people wearing a mask during yeah. the flu season, but especially if, if you feel sick, wear a fucking mask. Yeah, and that's about, we've got to change the zeitgeist of society. It has to become more commonplace. It has to be the rule of thumb that, yeah, if you're not feeling well, when at all possible, stay at home. But right. when you do have to go out, especially like so many uh, that have to go because if they don't work, they don't get paid. You know, you wear a mask um, and hopefully it brings changes to that, you know, paid leave policy and whatnot that, you know, I am just so ready to see the change coming that, you know, if you go into work when you're sick as hell, that's not a mark of a great employee. That That's a mark of uh, irresponsibility. You know, and that there are paid leave policies in place that says, like, if you truly are sick, if you're truly under the weather and have X, Y, Z symptoms, you don't come to work and put into jeopardy uh, the health of all of those around you. You know, I, I, I hope those things you don't you don't go to church, you don't go to the to a restaurant, you don't go to the grocery store, you just try to isolate as much as possible. I, I hope if we take anything away from the half a million deaths that we that we we breached this this week, you know, it, it's that. You know, you have to take care of yourself. It's a responsibility not only to yourself, but a responsibility to your friends and neighbors and loved ones of your responsibility to society at large. Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. You know, yeah. You know, like you said, going to work sick, you're, you're, you're sick as shit, but Hey, I'm going to work. And then you get sent home. Well, today you're forced to use vacation or maybe mm -hmm. you're lucky enough to work for an employer that does have separate accounts for vac vacation and PTO. Yeah. Or there's those that will float you so many hours for PTO and vacations kind of combined. Right. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, the whole mantra of I go to work regardless, yeah. that needs to change. Absolutely. It's got to change. And we there's got to be changes in the laws and, and, and policies and whatnot that companies use in order to make it uh, a possibility for those things to change. Because I get it. If I'm a working mom or dad, I've got some kids at home and I work in one of those jobs where, you know, I, if I don't go to work, I literally just miss a day's worth of pay and right. that's got to change. You know, we, we've got to find a better way paid, you know, medical leave, paid family leave, especially for, you know, parents that, you know, you got a sick kid or something like that. Right. We've right. got to find a better way forward. And I, I think, you know, COVID has shown us that there can be a better way forward if enough companies, states, municipalities adopt those rules moving forward. Absolutely. You know, think about parents, right? So if you're, say you're a parent of, of, of a newborn and the kid's going to daycare, well, the kid's feeling sick, you get a call. Yeah, there you, you know, go. You need to come pick up your kid. Well, mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. looking bad on the employee per se, and that shit needs to change as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just, absolutely. So, you know, there are also, you know, a lot of wonderful alternative medicines available right now, and I'd like to take a minute to congratulate and welcome the the, the great state of New Jersey which oh. uh finally uh it's uh it's 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 legal recreational marijuana use uh and decriminalization of marijuana possession is officially in effect making it the 16th state in these united states of america to allow medicinal uh marijuana uh in addition to the dozens of states that allow um, medicinal marijuana, or at least at the very least CBD, 
Sadly, though, there are still, still, you know, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six states, six states that have absolutely still treat uh, marijuana as if it's crack. That is Idaho, Wyoming, Kansas, uh, Tennessee, Alabama, and South Carolina. So mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully we'll see some movement on those. But uh, good, good, good stuff. Move in the right direction for New Jersey. Just didn't want uh, this pod to come and go without uh, me saying a, an official welcome, welcome, welcome to the great state of New Jersey. All right. Should I should I, should I just keep rolling? You ready for some more good news, Bobby? Yes, yes. Tell us one more good news story. I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> So be it. So be it. <laughs> so uh, a great new study uh, came out today. Uh, it's in all of your major uh, news outlets, uh, the Post, the Times, Yahoo News, uh, Gen Z, Gen Z, which, believe it or not, the oldest of the Gen Z crowd are adults now, meaning the 18 to 23-year-old box. And a new study came out that for the first time ever, a cohort of humans have one in six, one in six Gen Z adults identify as LGBTQ plus. And uh, I, I just want to mention this as, you know, how incredibly incredibly grateful I am for that news because it's not that these uh, these men and women non-binary uh, are identifying as this. They're identifying this and they are proudly out about it. And for all, uh, for all purposes, the study also showed that the next click down so the 12 to 16, 17-year-old crowd uh, could very well increase that number um, of uh, LGBTQ plus folks that are out uh, open and proud about that sexuality. And I, I mentioned this because, you know, I was not out in high school and it took me most of college to, to come out. And that's because, you know, back in our days, <laughs> there was no, there was no TikTok, there was no YouTube, there was no Facebook, there was no really quality representations of LGBTQ plus people on television or in the movies, uh, let alone uh, in Seward, Nebraska, of fifty five hundred folks, and I, you know. So, so much now wish that I, I would have had the courage to be more open and more honest and more truthful about myself when I was younger. But, you know, it was because I, I was so alone in it and didn't have anyone to talk to about it and just didn't know, uh, you know, I just didn't know. I, I, you don't know what you don't know. And back then I don't know. And, uh, you know, the fact that it's becoming more and more accepted and that more and more uh, people are feeling confident about being out and living their true, authentic selves is is just wonderful. And so to close, I'll, I'll you know, the Washington Post had a wonderful article where they interviewed a non-binary 18-year-old member of Gen Z uh, that identified as Jasper. Uh, and this is what uh, they had to say. Uh, a woman wearing a suit is something that is not shocking or taboo or anything. But when Harry Styles wore a dress on the cover of Vogue, everybody was getting so angry. It's not that a, it's not that women are inherently more bisexual than men. I think it's that women, they're not quite as scared of being queer. They're more open to exploring it. If the culture was more open for men, I think that many of them would be more honest about their quote unquote, flavor of being queer. 
But Jasper thinks that this culture is quickly shifting. The culture of schools, uh, excuse me, the closure of schools during the pandemic and the surge in popularity of TikTok have given many young people the freedom to express their gender in new ways on social media and to examine their gender binary more critically. A lot of people are realizing why do we have to live our lives this way and choosing to live their lives open and honest. You've been listening to Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. Politics, tech, entertainment, global headlines, real and raw. Real and raw. Finally, a podcast with real talk and no bullshit. We hope you enjoyed the show, but if we pissed you off, that's okay too. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Bobby and Luke. On Instagram at Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. And on LinkedIn at unfiltered-with-bobby-and-luke. How many dashes do we need there, fellas? My God. Anyway, make sure to like, rate, and review. And of course, leave a comment. And check out the website at bobbyandluke.com. This is Unfiltered, signing off.